0: Welcome to Always Abounding. This podcast will encourage you as a believer to continue on and always abound in the work of the Lord. Now your host, Keith Stensis. Once again to our podcast, Always Abounding, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse number 58 tells us, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And the longer I serve him, uh, the more I'm encouraged by the fact that our labor is is not in vain in the Lord and uh, what a great opportunity what a great privilege it is to serve the Lord here in the country of Uganda and uh, I'm so thankful that uh, we're able to use this uh, form of media this podcast just to be able to touch base with you uh, so that you can hear what is going on here in Uganda as well as allow me the opportunity to hopefully uh, encourage you in the work of the Lord, encourage you from the Word of God uh, to always abound in the work of the Lord. I want to thank those of you that have subscribed uh, to our podcast, and I hope that uh, you'll continue to do so. And uh, we try to produce uh, one of these podcasts each week, and uh, so I hope that uh, it continues to be a help and a blessing to you. And if it is... Uh, do me a favor and uh, send me a, an email and let me know uh, that you're listening and uh, let me know how it has blessed your heart because I know that that would encourage me. Sometimes uh, when you use these uh, form of media, whether it's a radio or a podcast or whatever it is, uh, you're sitting here in a room by yourself and uh, talking to a microphone and uh, sometimes you don't realize uh, how many people are listening or maybe how... Uh, lives have been affected uh, by the message that you have brought or the encouragement that you have brought. And so uh, let me know you're listening. I sure appreciate that and uh, appreciate you praying for this ministry. Pray for this podcast. Pray for myself, my family, as uh, we serve the Lord here in Uganda. Uh, God is doing some great things already uh, just since we've been back this year from furlough. Um, we just got back uh, this week from visiting uh, two of our churches uh, in uh, about, about an hour away from, from here. Uh, the town church of Masaka is here in Masaka. And, uh, and so, about an hour from here, we have a town called uh, Mbadizi. And uh, then from there, you go a little bit further, and there's another place called Chazanga. And uh, these churches are really unique and they're special to my heart because uh, Masaka Independent Baptist Church which was uh, our first church plant that we started back in 1997. uh, We started this church and then uh, Brother Sabanja Henry joined the church. He got saved and uh, he really felt that the Lord was leading him to start a church in his hometown of Embedizzi. So our church here in Masaka sent him to Mbedizi, uh to start that church. And uh, then that church, after several years, uh, sent out its own man, a uh, man by the name of uh, Byamukama, and uh, sent him out to start another church in Chazanga. And uh, so it's just neat to be able to see uh, the initial church and starting a child, uh, the child, and then from that you see the grandchild, and hopefully we'll be able to see great-grandchildren. Church is being started out of the church in Chazanga as well. And uh, so we're excited about that. And and, and again, God's doing some amazing things. Uh, Pastor Sabanja Henry and his wife, Victoria, uh, are serving the Lord there in Embedisi and just doing an acceptable, exceptional job. And uh, my respect for this man is a great respect. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of education. He uh, doesn't know very good English. Uh, but he loves the Lord and he's doing a great work for the Lord. And uh, I am so excited about the ministry there. It's growing. Uh, they're discipling and the church is busy about the master's business. They're a soul winning church. And uh, as a matter of fact, I was talking to him while we were there and he said, pastor. He says, our, our weakness is music. And uh, he says, we just don't have very good singers in our church. And so uh, the song service sometimes sounds a little bad because we don't have very good singers. And in my mind, in my heart, I didn't say this out loud, but in my heart, I was saying, yeah, yes, that is true. I did, it did sound pretty bad. But, uh, but he said, pastor, he said, even though we cannot sing very well, um, he says, when we have soul winning on Saturdays, he says, the, the majority of our church is out preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I told him, I said, brother Sabanja, I said, I would much rather have a soul winning church than a singing church. Uh, you know, God, it doesn't matter how we sing, God loves it when we sing praises to Him. Uh, some of us have good voices, some of us don't have such good voices, uh, but God loves it when we sing praises to Him, however we sing. Uh, but I know a lot of good singing churches that can sing uh, perfectly on pitch every time, uh, but they're not going out preaching the gospel. And uh, what's the purpose? What's the purpose of having the church? Uh, The purpose is to get out and preach the gospel to every creature. And so I am so thankful. We had a great time there yesterday. I had the opportunity of preaching the uh, Sunday school as well as preaching the morning service. And uh, after the service, we had four people uh, come forward and accept Jesus Christ as their savior. And uh, what a blessing that was. And then after uh, after the service there, and uh, they gave uh, it was neat you know love offerings in africa are a little bit different uh, than love offerings in america they brought me bananas they brought me eggs they brought me uh, some avocados and uh, some tomatoes and and uh, they brought all those things as a love gift and uh, it was just such a blessing to see their giving spirit and their heart uh, for the lord and uh, then when we went to after lunch we went up to Chazanga and uh, met with uh, Brother Biyama Kama there and we're talking about, uh, they just uh, recently, uh, they, the people of the church came together and they made and burnt uh, 4,000 bricks and uh, so we're, we were talking and discussing about the plans of uh, taking those 4,000 bricks and starting to build uh, their building uh, that they want to build for their people there and uh, what an exciting thing it is to see their people even though they don't have much, and, uh, but they're doing what they can and uh, they're making the bricks, they're burning the bricks and uh, so we're excited about jumping in and helping them uh, to come up with a structure uh, where they can meet uh, each service and uh, worship the Lord there in Chazanga. And so I'm excited about that and excited about what the Lord is doing there. And uh, we just had a great time. I tell you, my, the, my favorite time in the ministry here is uh, going out in these villages, preaching the gospel, spending time with the men and their families, encouraging them and uh, doing everything I can to help them Uh, to always abound in the work of the Lord as well. Today I want to talk about something, and I preached this particular message when I was in Mbedeezy yesterday, and it was just sometimes, and you know this, if you read the Bible, if you study the Bible, you know that sometimes you read verses over and over and over, and they become familiar, and sometimes familiarity uh, causes you to lose the excitement and the, and the meaning of the verse and, and what it really means. And, and uh, so as I was reading my Bible the other day, the Lord just really spoke to my heart about this verse. And uh, I preached it yesterday, and I want to just share it with you today. And, and I hope this verse and the principles behind this verse... Uh, will as well encourage you to always abound in the work of the Lord. 1 John chapter 3. We're in 1 John and uh, chapter number 3. And I want to look at the first three verses. 1 John chapter 3 and the first three verses. The Bible says there, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Now, look at these verses here, and, and, and I hope that, that I can get across to you my heart in these verses. Notice the Bible says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. Now, I want you to think about that term, manner of love this type of love this this uh, this manner of love that the father hath bestowed upon us and it's it's interesting to me that uh, the, the this term father is a father it's a term that is new in in the old testament he, god was always referred to as jehovah and and in the old testament people had to go through the high priest and 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 in and, 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 and many respects though he was there, he was, he was distant, uh, from, from the people as far as the worship was concerned. And, and so he had to speak through the prophets and, and he would come through, uh, and, and speak to the priest. And, and, and so, uh, but when you come to the new Testament, we are introduced to this title that is given to our God and that is father. You name me any religion out there that, wh- whether it's Islam or Catholicism or whether it's Hinduism or whatever, where, where you can refer to God as your Father. What a great privilege that that is. But, but we're going to get to that here in just a little bit. But I, I want you to notice the manner of love. The manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. This is a love that... Honestly, I don't know that too many people have this manner of love. I want this kind of love and I desire this kind of love. And, 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 I, and I wish that I was a kind of Christian that maybe has reached a, a spiritual level where I could experience and use this type of love. But I want you to notice, he says, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called The sons of God. The sons of God. You and I are children of God, and we have been made a child of God. The day that we trusted Jesus Christ as our Savior. But I want you to understand, he says, The manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. I had a hard time understanding this manner of love and uh, the other day I was in the capital city of Kampala uh, here in Uganda and I was uh in all of the major intersections as you pull up to the light or you pull up to a roundabout or something you you will typically always have uh, street children that are out there and and uh, they're in their rags and and they'll come and they'll tap on your window and 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 they're just wanting a small coin or something that you can give them to uh, to put food in their stomachs and and many times you look at them and they're they're they have malnutrition and and uh, they're Their hair is discolored and they're very skinny. They're not, they're not eating very well. Their, their clothes are in rags and, and all they're wanting is just the, if you would just give them the smallest coin, then maybe it would encourage them and give them some type of food. And I thought to myself, what would it be like if, if I was to go to Kampala and, 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 and as, a, as, a, as a, a man that I've got some money in the bank and I've got some clothes and, and I've got a home to live in. And, and, and what if I was to go down to one of the, the street intersections and I was to gather up all of those, all of those children and, and gather them up together and adopt them into my family? And say, all right, now you're my child. And I'm going to clothe you, and and I'm going to feed you, and I'm going to give you a house to stay in, and and I'm going to uh, take care of you, and I'm going to educate you, and I'm going to do all of these things for you. I'm going to protect you. You would think that that is an amazing love. You would think that that is something very unusual because there are very, very few people who even there might be some people who say, all right, I'll take those children and and I'll bring them into an orphanage. But but how many people would go down to the street and, and bring those street children in that have literally nothing and bring them into their home and make them their children? And as I thought about that, I thought about this verse, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. I don't understand that love. I don't think I have that kind of love. I I, I love my children. I love to take care of my children. But but a love that could go down and and take someone who is a complete stranger and take someone who is destitute and and take someone who has literally nothing and bring them into my own house and, and, and declare them and adopt them and make them my child. That is a manner of love that is on a different level but that's how much our father loved us. The Bible says that he loved us so much that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And and, and it it wasn't that, the Bible says, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Uh, but, But what about someone who is a sinner? What about someone who is wicked? What about someone who is down and out? What about someone who hates God? And yet the Bible says, but God commended his love toward us. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, if you go back there quickly in Romans chapter 8, uh, just precious verses here. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 15, he says, For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. He has made us his child. He has made us one of his family to a point where it it even goes beyond just saying he's my father, but he says, I want you to call me Abba father, that close relationship, that intimate relationship between a child and, 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 and the father where he says Abba or daddy or, uh, Abba father, I, I love you. You're, you're my own. You're my family. Behold what manner of love. Now I want you to understand something. Not only did he encourage us in this where he calls us the sons of God, but he says, says, I want you to know that this is the reason why the world does not accept you. This is the reason why you are to be different. This is the reason why you are to stand out. We are to be in the world, but not of the world. He says, therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. There's no desire for them to be acquainted with us. There's no desire for them to want to associate with us because we are the sons of God. It's amazing to me today how many churches and Christians have so desired to be and act like the world and be accepted by the world that you can't even tell the difference anymore between them and the world. But here's my point. He goes on, verse number two, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. This is not something that we're looking forward to in the future. This is not something that we desire to happen one day. He says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. This is not something's going to happen when we get to heaven. This is not something that's going to happen at the rapture. Now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. So he says, I want you to understand something that this is not a hope that we will become a son of God. This is not a desire that we become the sons of God. The day that you and I accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior, we became the son of God. We became a child of God. Now, one day when we get to heaven, we will be like him. We will receive that glorified body and we will be like Him. We will be without sin, but we don't have to wait for that glorified body to understand that right now I am a Son of God. But here's the point of my message today. And every man, verse number three, and every man that hath this hope in Him purifieth Himself even as he is pure. Now, once you understand, he has just got through calling us the sons of God and, and what manner of love the father hath given to us that we would be called the sons of God. And so therefore, as we have been brought into our into this home, we, we used to be out on the streets. We used to be clothed in rags. We used to be in the filth of the world. And, and now we have been brought into the home. We have been called a son of God. And so therefore, our desire should be within us to purify ourselves so that we can be like our father and so that we can please our father and so that we can show appreciation to him for bringing us out of the filth of the world and giving us a home and giving us the opportunity to be a son of God. But let's go back to my illustration. Can you imagine if one of those children uh, uh, that that I gathered off of the street corners and I brought them into my home and and I fed them and I clothed them and and, and I gave them a new name and and, and, and I, uh, I protected them, I gave them everything that they need. And then I go to Kampala the next week and I find one of those children back on the streets. Back in the rags, back in the filth, back in the wickedness. And I ask myself the question, why, why in the world would someone do that? What would go through the mind of a person that would would take this love that that you and I have a very hard time understanding, this, this manner of love that is on a level that many times it is even hard for us to comprehend, but take that love and throw it right back in the face, of the Father and say, I don't need your love. I wanna go back and be like I used to be. I don't understand that that is beyond my comprehension. I don't understand how someone could do that. And yet so many times in our lives, and I'm talking to myself as well. So many times we forget the manner of love the father had to us that he would be willing to stoop down and take a worthless sinner like me, a person who was in sin, a person who was on his way to a devil's hell, a person who was not seeking after God, a person who did not have any love for God. And yet this of love brought me into his home and he called me a son of God. How can I as a believer, how can I as a son of God turn my back on that love and live like the filth of the world? How can I watch on television, the filth of the world. How can I look on the internet at the filth of the world? How how can I want to associate with the wickedness of this world and associate with the wicked people of this world? How, How is it possible for someone who is saved to turn their back on that love and live in the filth of the world. I don't understand that. Maybe the temptation was great. Maybe maybe we're not walking with God like we ought to do. Maybe we're not having a time of prayer. Maybe we're not in the word of God. Maybe we're not uh, being filled with the spirit of God like we ought to do. I don't know what the reason is, but... This ought to be a wake-up call to you as it was a wake-up call to me and understand that this manner of love that was shown to me that I would be called the sons of God, I have an obligation to purify myself. Not to be more like the world, but to be more like my Father. Not to see how close to the world I can get and still not be called a compromiser, But I should have a desire in my life to purify myself even as he is pure. Always abounding in the work of the Lord means that every day of our life we need to be evaluating ourselves, and every day of our life we need to be asking God to reveal to us sin that is in our life and wickedness that is in our life and evil thinking that is in our life so that we can purify ourselves, and so that we can be more like the Father and in so doing can show some gratitude and gratefulness for that manner of love. For that manner of love. I don't understand that love. I'll be honest with you, I just don't. I don't understand that love. But at the same time, I don't understand how a person can turn their back on that love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. How can somebody turn their back on the love of God to save them from their sins? But but even to the next step, how can a Christian who has been born again, who has received that love, who has received the Father's name, who has been adopted into the family, how can we turn our back on that love and continue to go back to the lifestyle we had that God brought us out of. Behold what manner of love. We have a hope. One day we shall be like him. And I'm looking forward to that day. I'm, t- I'm so sick and tired of my body. I'm so sick and tired of my flesh. I'm so sick and tired of, of fighting sin and, and fighting my mind every day. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm looking forward to my glorified body but right now while I have this body I am a son of God and as a son of God I have an obligation every day to purify myself as he is pure to show my love for him I must be like him He says, how can you be my disciples if you do not keep my commandments? And so if I'm going to show my gratitude and say, God, I don't understand that love. But I am thanking you for that love in such a way that every day of my life, I am doing my level best by God's grace to purify myself, even as he is pure. Behold, what manner of love. What a great thought. What a great verse. I I, I just, as I dig into this verse and as I study this verse, it just almost overwhelms me as to what God did for me. May God help each and every one of us every day of our life to show our love for the Lord by purifying ourselves and showing our gratitude for that great manner of love. Well, thank you once again for joining us today, and uh, once again, if you have not done so, I encourage you uh, to subscribe uh, to our podcast, Always Abounding. You'll find those anywhere podcasts are uh, are on, and uh, subscribe to that so that you can be notified whenever a new podcast comes out. We try to do this once a week. And uh, each week I'll try to bring you up to date on what is happening here in Uganda, in our ministries here, as well as giving you a thought uh, from the Word of God. God bless you so much. Thank you for tuning in, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And don't forget, always abound in the work of the Lord. Thank you for listening today. We trust that this podcast was an encouragement to you to always abound in the work of the Lord. For more information about your host or simply contact us, visit kstensisfamily.com.